Over the last couple of months, a lot of conferences have canceled. But based on how things have been going over the last few weeks, the last two months or so, you'd think that this is the season for NFT conferences and this is the business to be in. However, despite some large conferences happening in a very short period of time, it is a tough business. So hopefully NFT NYC goes great. But today we're going to dive into the business of these conferences and understanding why a lot of them are being canceled, why they're failing, and why it might not be such a glamorous thing as most people might think. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So first of all, I must say that I am not at NFT NYC. I was unable to make it as far as being budget cutting and trying to balance out which one I was going to go to. And since I was in Florida, it would just made more sense for me to go to NFT Miami, focus my efforts down here. And I wasn't able to make it back up to New York before I had to head back to Jamaica. I did apply to speak there. So if I did get accepted, I would have ended up going to New York anyways, making that sacrifice because who's going to give up that stage? However... For the most part, I'll be tuning in from a distance, speaking to people, following tweets and what have you. But as far as these conferences go, I really hope this one is a success and they continue to do these coming off the heels of NFT Miami. And of course, NFT NYC is going to be, for the most part, all under one roof this year. So that might be a welcome addition because that was one of the cool things that I enjoyed with NFT Miami is that everything was in one center. In the years past, I heard a lot of complaints about NFT NYC being so spread out all over the place. Some of the events were in Queens. Some of them were in Brooklyn and the Bronx. And if you're familiar with the city, mileage-wise, it is not very big. It is a small city. However, getting from borough to borough, navigating traffic and skyscrapers and the subway system, it could be a complete nightmare to get from, let's say, the Bronx to Brooklyn to Queens or whatever for different events in one day and then return back to Manhattan for the conferences. So a lot of people ended up just skipping the conference itself and just showing up for events, wherever it might be, whichever project that they were following the most or the most involved in. And that is why it was so decentralized and so scattered. So in this whole Web3 space, we love to tout the beauty of decentralization and thinking it's very awesome. However, there are some inefficiencies of things not being centralized. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. But as far as these conferences now, the reason why a lot of these are being canceled is because, of course, we're in a bear market. There is no getting around that. And with that, there is a lot of different things that are affecting why these things are not as lucrative as many of these organizers hoped for, and they're just canceling them outright before they even commit any further. Of course, there's deposits being made for venues and what have you, and some expenses have been spent. However, they're just cutting their losses and shutting down a lot of these conferences. As you may know from following the show that the first conference that I actually attended was NFT Miami. And compared to last year, this one is much smaller. The booths weren't as fancy and flashy. There were not outdoor events and outdoor entertainment around the venue. The parking lot was not full and crazy like a circus. And the crowds were just way larger. But this year, as I said with my review a few episodes ago, was that this was small. The people that were there, I shouldn't even really say small. It was a decent-sized crowd. But for expectations, it was a small crowd. But the people that were there were very interested. The people that were building and presenting, okay, great. But as far as the revenue source for these conferences, how these organizers are going to pay for all these things, really comes from three mainstream sources – either ticket sales, merchandise, or sponsors for the most part. And whether these are public sponsors or private sponsors, that is where a lot of dollars are coming from. And during this bear market and people losing the stomach and the taste for crypto, Web3, NFTs, it makes it very hard to count on those sponsors. And unfortunately, that is why a lot of the dollars get 
pulled from the programs and then it affects everything down. Although, in theory, these sponsors are just really the icing on the top, helping things to run, but everything really spirals out of control because they're all connected with each other. So as far as ticket sales, which is the primary source of the revenue, the ticket sales for that event, usually there are multiple tiers. The majority of people are going to go with the lowest one. So for example, with Miami, there's a Friends, Apeton, and the Whale. Myself, like the majority of people, are going to go with the lowest one, 250, to get in there. Then there's the Apeton at 500, and then the Whale D-Gen, which is 16,000. That is just out of the league for most people, and pretty much all the conferences are structured the same way, as far as a higher tiered, which is only going to be like the 1% of the 1%. And for the most part, that's just there to make the other ones look attractive. Very few people, if any, can afford that. And if they can, they're usually like sponsors that are corporate events, what have you, that are on a different trajectory as the average person attending these anyways. But that is a different thing altogether. But as I said, the majority of the revenue from these conferences are going to come from the people such as myself or whoever that is attending and buying in at that lower tier. Now, the merchandise sales really depends on the number of people that come. Anyone that does marketing, whether it be online or offline, you know it's just a percentage of people that come in. You can work it down to a math, whether you know that 10% of the people that are attending are going to spend $50 or whatever it might be, and you just work off the math off those numbers to figure out how much revenue you're going to make from the merchandise. In theory, it is all a math game, and marketers, that's where we thrive. We just figure out percentages, project sales, and everything, know exactly how to budget. Well, if we know that we're going to, in theory, get $100,000 worth of merchandise sales, that is something that we can put into, let's say, a marquee speaker, like a celebrity speaker or something of that nature to help sell some more tickets. But that is just a projection thing. And that is really predicated by the number of tickets. If you don't sell tickets, you're not going to sell merchandise because there's nobody there to buy the merchandise. So that really depends on how many tickets you expect to sell. And marketers are constantly crunching the numbers, trying to figure this all out. And based on this public sentiment and trying to calculate based on early sales and all of those things, because the majority of us purchase at the very last minute. It doesn't matter if we have the money or not. We're going to purchase like the night before or whatever the cutoff is for whatever sale price. They have the early bird specials and the super early bird specials or whatever it might be. And then it goes all the way up to the regular price. And then the late attendees who decide at the very last minute, most people are going to register at the absolute last point as to when they can buy their tickets. That's why marketers are doing that scarcity and incentive trying to get people to buy as early as possible to figure out the budget. So once they see that people are not taking advantage of these early bird specials, there's just not enough corporate sponsorships. There's not enough interest in it in a market such as this. They can make that decision upfront. Yeah, although we've made our decision to put down a deposit for the venue, whatever it might be, unfortunately, we're going to have to announce to our community or those early bird people, whoever it is, that this conference is not going to go down. And that's the route that a lot of these conferences have taken. Now, as far as the sponsors, there are two categories. Like I said, there's the corporate sponsors and then there is the public sponsors, meaning like the government. And in the case like Miami, they're trying to be the crypto central, crypto capital, and the mayor and everyone in that area is really pushing for this. And they might have grants and so forth to really help the initiative go forward, trying to get the city on board with Web3 and crypto. So there is that public element, but the majority of the dollars from the sponsorships are going to be from the MasterCards, the exchanges, and so forth that have a lot of dollars invested into the space and they want things to go well. They're the ones who are going to spend a lot for those corporate sponsorships, but it is just nice. Some of them do have the grants and what have you because they're tech grants, minority grants, Web3 grants specific, whatever it might be. And that's what a lot of them are taking advantage of. But generally speaking, that's going to be the cherry on the top, the icing of the cake, if you will. 
And I know a lot of people outside of Web3, the way they structure to do their math and everything is the ticket sales are going to cover all of the expenses, the speakers, the venue, whatever overhead there is, the staff and so forth. And then the sponsors are going to be the bonus. That is basically the profit for the organizers. That is after everyone is paid out, the sponsors is what they're going to take home. Or I've heard of some conferences having the reverse, meaning that the sponsors paid for everything and they could sell the tickets really cheap knowing that a lot of people are going to show up and they'll make their money on that. But generally speaking, most people break even with one end or the other. But the case of this with the bear market now with the interest just not being there, it's tough because the sponsors aren't going to be there because they don't expect the people to be there. And if the people aren't going to be there, the merchandise isn't going to sell and so forth. It is not making sense to hire a speaker that would normally draw the larger crowd because normally they have a marquee speaker, just like a headliner for a concert or whatever. That's the person that they'll put on the center of the poster, the center of the website. And those are the ones that they people will see and say, wow, I want to hear, say, Timberland. I want to hear Gary V or whoever it is speak. So I'm going to go to the conference just for them and then of course then they have all the little speakers around them that are volunteers people that are up and coming or maybe different companies have bought a slot whatever it might be and that is how they're going to build out the conference but companies have pulled out not just with their corporate dollars but also sending their employees because in years past what ended up happening was they were sending representatives from the banks they were sending representatives from the tech sector and basically these corporations didn't matter they were paying the high ticket prices, sending their people in there and saying, go learn as much as possible, rub elbows and bring that information back to the company. So that way we can implement this stuff for the future. Money wasn't a thing. They would get them the best ones, VIP tickets, put them up in a good hotel, fly them first class, business class, whatever it is. But with this market, not just in Web3, but also the economy, people are pulling back on their marketing, they're pulling back on their investments. And as we see with Meta and so many companies, they're laying off their Web3 staff and what have you. But with that said, this is not just the doom and gloom and all this stuff. Some amazing stuff is happening in the space. It just means that the people that are building right now can't necessarily rely on the fact that they're going to be masses of people at these conferences that they can meet in person. Right now, it is tough for everybody. I myself included. I'm not an NFT. I know I see. I'm still in Florida right now getting ready to go back to Jamaica. And as I said, as much as I would love to be there, just the way it crunched out and the logistics of things, I just decided to go and pick which one I was going to attend. And for me, Miami is right up the road. And I said, you know what? They're so close together. So unless I ended up speaking at NFT NYC, I was like, now nah, I'm just going to stay home and then I'm going to attend NFT NYC next year. But for the most part, I'm going to go to Miami every year. That's my plan going forward. So hopefully everything works out. These conferences come back online. They are more profitable in the future. The ones that were canceled, such as the Proof Collective, the conference that they were having and countless other projects that I know had events and different things, speaker engagement, companies have shut down so many abandoned Twitter profiles that I have found for conferences that were supposed to come up within this summer. And they have all just quietly rugged before the event, if you will. It's a shame. And I'm not saying that the proof conference and what Kevin Rose and those guys over there are doing, it was a rug. But I mean, there is countless other ones that their main thing, their main business was supposed to be this conference because a lot of organizers that were used to running events and different things prior to the advent of Web3 said, okay, cool. This is something that has a lot of attention. So now I'm going to launch a conference and then gather and assemble the Avengers, if you will, of Web3 and draw a crowd. And I know how to run a successful conference. However, once all the attention and all these things that I just mentioned fell apart, that is why a lot of these conferences are being canceled. But it's pretty crazy that the ones are still up and running. L.A., Paris, New York, Miami, they're all in a very short period of time. 
But the way things are going right now, it looks like crypto, especially Bitcoin and ETH are bouncing back. A little bit more interest I'm seeing in NFTs. So hopefully we're starting to turn the corner. The things that are being built might spark a little bit more curiosity and adoption other than hype and speculation, people coming in to make a quick dollar, but just seeing real world things that are being built in the space and then they'll have more interest in conferences going forward. So I think this is the conference winter, if you will, and things should get better in the future. But I'd love to know, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is the bottom of the conference market, if you will? Maybe this is your third or fourth rodeo. This is not your first bear market. What was it like with those other previous conferences? I know with NFTs, this was our first bear market, but the people that were in crypto, ETH conferences and so forth for quite a while, this is not the first time they've seen something like this. So love to hear your thoughts. Weigh in on that at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.